You know, as part of this homily series, they made us commit to seven-minute homilies. So we have the shot clock right there. And I know that I usually fall out, but I'm going to do my best. I want to give you an image to think about for a minute. You might know the word narthex or gathering space, vestibule. It's just that area that most churches have, sort of a gathering place before you come into what we generally call the church proper, though that's part of the space. And here's the image I want to give you. I want you to think of the St. Joe's narthex as extending way beyond the outer wall of the church. I want you to think of that narthex extending out into the street, across the park, to Libertyville, into your homes, your living rooms, your workplace, if you still go to work somewhere. I want you to think of it as being your next Zoom call or Teams meeting. I want you to think of that narthex, not just the whole world, I mean, that's kind of an easy, generic thing to say, but your world. I want you to think of that narthex extending to where you will be, either physically or with your attention and focus. Because if we're going to talk about following Jesus, the first thing you've got to recognize is we have to encounter him. We have to meet him. Be two kind of foundational points that you'll hear again and again. The first one was in our opening prayer. And that's what's often called the great commandment. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. The second foundational piece Go out and make disciples. Both of those come from the Gospel of Matthew. Love God, love your neighbor, make disciples. But I'd like to suggest there's just one little missing link that we can't lose sight of. And it doesn't come from the Gospel of Matthew. It comes from the Gospel of John. But I'll assume we can handle that. And that's where Jesus tells us what it means to love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as I love you. And that makes all the difference in the world. Because if you're like me, and someone says, well, love your neighbor, okay. can imagine doing this, doing that. But to love them as Jesus loves me is a real game changer. Because what does that love look like? It's self-sacrificial love. Not just being up on the cross. Yes, that's the climax of his life before the resurrection. But just all those little ways. And you've heard me talk about this before self-sacrificial love. What does it mean to live out of that reality? I exist not for myself, but for you. And again, for you shouldn't be the global population. That's too easy to just kind of say and then brush aside. I mean the you that you and I will encounter this very week in our families, in the pew before you, behind you, in the people you interact with at work, neighbors, especially strangers on the street. And this doesn't have to mean over the top, you know, I'm going to stop and, and we're going to chat for five minutes. Sometimes it means that. But it starts with an awareness, an awareness of what our theology tells us. We are the body of Christ. We're in the image and likeness of God. But that looks like something. That looks like the faces in this room. It looks like the newborn babies. It looks like the seniors. It looks like the high school kids. Looks like the choir, looks like the deacons, looks like the ministers, looks like all of us. If only we could see. 
So I think my job as we gather each week isn't simply to say what Joe and others have beautifully put together. I hope you got those sheets that they've been passing out the last couple of weeks. If not, it's on the website. The universe is on the website, right? That's where you go. Everything is there. And that'll give great suggestions to serve, to learn, to worship together. Only you can fill out what that looks like in your own life. I can spout a bunch of platitudes. You've heard those a million times. You know what they look like. So I'd like to think that my job here is to simply tackle the difficult question, then why don't we do it? We've heard this all our lives. It's not going to be earth-shattering newness to hear you should serve others. You should pray together. What gets in the way? And the simple message from today's readings is what often gets in the way is comparison. That looking over our shoulder, how are other people doing? Why can't I be like them? Why can't they be more like me? Do they know what they look like? Don't they have a sense of what's expected of them? We compare ourselves to others. Why can't I live up to that? Why did I have to receive this really tough hand? Lord, don't you know everything I've dealt with already? And we know this, sometimes people almost seem to live under a dark cloud. It's one tough challenge after another. And I guess it's human nature in a way to compare, like the workers in the vineyard. Hey, we made an agreement, the first workers say. I thought I encountered you, Mr. Landowner. I thought you knew me. Then how come you're treating them just the way you're treating me? It's about authentic encounter. Because, of course, the landowner is meant in some way to represent God. And we are the workers. And can we somehow share the joy of generosity? Yes, God's generosity, but where are we seeing generosity elsewhere in the world? And I would dare to say it's a commodity in short supply. And so part of this is allowing ourselves to be sources of generosity as well. That when we see the person who's been in the vineyard all day, those are the easy ones, right? Those are the people we willingly name as encounters with Christ. I know them. They're one of my people. They're good people. We share God together. But what about when we encounter those folks who've only been working for an hour or two? It's the same encounter. We just don't perceive it that way. Can we be equally generous with them? to see them the way God sees them. Or if we're the ones sliding at the last hour with someone who's difficult to be with, can we believe that we are encountering them as if we'd spent the whole day? I get it, there's a range and we can always do better. But if you want to follow Jesus, you've got to start by admitting you encounter him everywhere. And before you encounter him in this sacred space, you encounter him in the narthex. And that narthex extends as far as you will go every second of this week.